Mud Stories, Episode 82. Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole. You wash me up with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place again. Hi, my name is Jackie Watkins, your host, and you're listening to Mud Stories, a podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments. Hope to make it through your mud and encouragement for you to know that you are never alone. Hey friend, welcome back to the Mud Stories podcast. I am so glad to be with you again this Monday. Yes, it's Monday and you're hearing from me and that is because I have a desire to listen to what you told me on the surveys and to try my best to release to you an episode of Mud Stories each and every Monday. And so here I am. It's just going to be you and me again today, just like last week. And I'm excited about that. It's something new that I tried. And you know, I realized I have some more thoughts that I want to share with you today. Something that I've really been struggling with. And I thought, to myself, hmm, if I've been struggling with this, then maybe, just maybe, there's a possibility that you have too. And so I want to talk to you today, uh, talk really with you today about the issue of comparing and the tendency that we have to sometimes feel jealous or envious or even discontent. And I think it's something that's really hard to talk about because it's embarrassing and it's vulnerable. And if we let people into that place where we admit that we have those feelings or we struggle with those issues, then it makes us look weak and it makes us look lame. And then the cat's out of the bag that we really do at the core of our being way inside in the places where we think our thoughts and feel our feelings that this is something that really does affect our lives. And so it's something that I've been facing and I want to share with you about today. But before we get into that, I wanted to give you a quick update about what's been happening behind the scenes. I have purchased some new music for the show and I'm super excited to share it with you. My hope is to have it delivered to you next Monday with a new format for the show as well. And I'm working on a little plan to see if I can talk my husband into coming on the show. I want to interview him. I have a ton of things I want to ask him that I think you would really like to hear. And so this week, if you have any questions that you want me to ask him, I'll probably uh, interview him maybe midweek if he says yes which I think he will. So if you have questions that you think I should ask him or little things you want to know, send me a message. Let's see, how could you best do that? Oh, I know. You can go to my website. This would be super great for me because I would be able to play your question on the show. So go to my website, JackieWatkins.com. That's J-A-C-Q-U-E-W-A-T-K-I-N-S.com. And on the sidebar of the homepage, there is a green button that says, leave voicemail. And so you just click on that and you click record and just record a less than one minute question. I think maybe it's a two minute limit, but record me your voice and ask the question and we'll try our best to answer those. And if there's no questions, then I'll just come up with my own. (laughs) So it's no problem. So I look forward to hearing from you on that. The other thing I wanted to share with you, I have been loving a new social media platform, which 
you have to know it's totally not new. I, I get that it's not new, but to me, it's new. And it's called Snapchat. Now, I know when my oldest son, who's now 20, when he was in high school, he had Snapchat. And he still occasionally uses it, I think. But I think Snapchat had a bad reputation, sort of a reputation of adolescents being capable or facilitating adolescents sending, they call them snaps or pictures of themselves, possibly in inappropriate ways. And the picture would disappear, you know, after you viewed it that one time. And recently, Snapchat published a new update where you can share snaps as a story. And so I've been this last week playing around with Snapchat. And I've those of you who are with me over on Snapchat, you know, and we've been sharing life together. But it's kind of I've been using it as a behind the scenes to kind of see what I do in my day. Not that it's very exciting, but you know, I'm willing to share and I thought this might be a fun way to interact. And there's a way you can send snaps back to me. So anyway, if you have Snapchat, or if you've been thinking of checking it out, I would highly recommend this tutorial by Cliff Ravenscraft. He's a guy who teaches people about podcasting and business and marketing and all kinds of things like that. I'll put his tutorial in the show notes page, or if you click on the artwork of the show in the Purple Podcast iTunes app, I'll put a link there for it as well. But he has a video tutorial about how to use Snapchat. So if it's something you're interested in trying, or maybe you already have it, uh, he gives a lot of really cool information. I think the link is podcastanswerman.com forward slash Snapchat. And yeah, that's definitely the link. So go there if you don't know how to use Snapchat. I would love to connect with you over on Snapchat. It's kind of like Periscope, except it's not live. You can't leave comments and stuff. But anyway, I I don't need to go on about that. I just thought if you want to find me, you can find me at my same name as Instagram. It's at Jackie underscore Watkins. And uh, if you end up using it or, or checking out Cliff's you know, tutorial, snap me something, let me know, snap me a text or a picture or video even. Uh, I think the limit's 10 seconds, but um, it would be super fun to hear from you and connect with you there. So there's that. I was able to uh, gather all the information from the surveys. And by the way, I was able to call the winner uh, of the survey who won the call with me. And we had the loveliest conversation. It was the best time. You know, it's always just the best for me to get to connect with each and every one of you. And so if I could be sitting with you at at Starbucks right now and having this conversation about comparison and jealousy and envy and all these things, that really would be my heart. I would love to look you in the eyes and have this conversation. But since we are not in the same physical place, this will have to do today. So comparison and jealousy and discontent. Man, this is a hard one. And I have read a lot of information about this in other authors' books. People that I've interviewed have written about this topic. And there is a lot of very helpful information that I've gleaned over the years. And I think it's just our natural human bent to compare with one another. You know, we all want to feel adequate. We all want to feel enough. We want to feel valued and admired and chosen in a sense. And so, you know, our 
mundane hardly compares to the highlight reel we see on social media and other ways that people we may admire share their content. And yet it is such a struggle no matter how much you try. It is such a struggle not to compare. And so for me, in my uh, journey, in, certainly in, in my online world, but even before that, way back to elementary school, junior high, middle school, I think my general temperament of being a pleaser, wanting to perform well, really having a, a personality that is most encouraged by praise and admiration, I really am predisposed to this idea of comparing especially the perfectionistic tendencies that I have inside. And so for all of my life, I've struggled with looking up from my proverbial swim lane in the pool and glancing over at someone else's lane and seeing how amazing they're doing and finding myself falling short in comparison. And this could be anything from, you know, school or creativity or anything I'm trying to learn or achieve. Maybe it could be personality traits, certainly could be physical traits, you name it. I mean, we compare all kinds of things with others. And so this propensity that I had has always been a struggle for me. And I think it's a struggle that's heightened by our social media environment that we're in these days with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the things. And while cerebrally, I understand that I'm comparing my everyday mundane inside world to someone else's highlight reel, it's still hard to move that knowledge from my head to my heart. And I'm guessing it might be the same for you. And it goes back to that quote by John Acuff that says, you know, it's so important not to compare our beginning to someone else's middle. You know, we're all on a growth curve. We're all on a journey through life. And it's important not to do that. And and it's also important to run our own race. You know, God has given us our own talents and uh, abilities, our own unique way of bringing um, vitality and life and a gift to the world. And yet, no matter how much you say all of that intellectually, it's really hard to get it way into our hearts. And so in a season where I was struggling with this, I heard some helpful advice twofold, which was first, whenever you feel feelings of comparison or jealousy. I think the first thing to do, it's really important to pay attention to the fact that you're feeling that. You know, so many times it's a diffuse feeling that we don't identify, but I think it's important to stop and identify and name exactly what it is. So, you know, wow, I am feeling like I'm not measuring up. I'm feeling like I've got the measuring stick out again, like I'm not enough. And it's important to name it. And when we do, the, adv- the advice that I heard that I thought was helpful was to examine really and peel apart what it is inside, first of all, that might be going on to have solicited those feelings. Because if we can do the inner work of examining our own selves and really getting real with our own selves on what it's really about, because I think sometimes we don't want to do that because we're, we're worried of what we'll find out. So it's just easier to, you know, push it off to another time to not really do the deep heart work of self introspection that's required. And so that was the first suggestion. And I have started doing that. I have been doing that. And that has been really helpful. But the second piece of advice that I was given was 
that when I can identify feelings of comparison and jealousy or envy, that it might be super helpful and might be an antidote to that envy or jealousy or comparison if I would extend some encouragement to the person who has what I wish I had. So I had tried that. I decided on numerous occasions when I felt those feelings, I would do the deep dive internally, but that I would reach out against everything that I felt like doing and I would extend encouragement. I would give praise. I would compliment. And I made it a routine of doing that and in turn chose to give thanks for what is in my own life, for what it is that I can be thankful for, and to look for the joy that would come in lavishing that praise and encouragement on someone else who maybe I have a tendency to want to feel resentful toward because they have what I want, or why do they get that and I don't get that. Uh, It was a way of turning that around, or at least trying to. The problem was it didn't work. And And I think I've realized after a lot of thought, a lot of advice, a lot of, you know, wrestling it out with my husband, who, wow, he's probably really tired of hearing me and my proclivities toward comparison. It cannot be easy to weather life with me, let me just say. But even in the last few weeks, I think I've started to really uncover what's been happening and why extending that encouragement to that other person didn't cause the feelings to follow like I thought that they would, like the advice had perhaps promised would happen. And lately, just even in the past couple weeks, as I've revisited this problem, this propensity toward comparison and just that residual pedal tone feeling in life where you go through those ups and downs of not feeling enough, I think I've started to uncover what's been happening. And man, it has really brought me to my knees. And it's my hope today that in daring to be vulnerable with you about this topic, that you will not feel alone. Because I would dare to say there are a majority of you listening to me right now who have struggled with this, and it's consuming you. It is overtaking your life. It's something that you think about constantly. And if it's not constant, It's recurrent, and it really can become a prison to be bound by this issue. And man, I don't claim to have overcome it yet, and I probably never will. It'll probably be an ongoing struggle for me for a variety of reasons that I've already mentioned. But I think I've discovered something that I really want to share with you today. And I did try to do this self-introspection. It's been hard to get to the root of the issue Uh, without a lot of time going by. And I don't know why I need more than 40 years of time to go by. But man, this is a hard topic. And so the self-introspection has been helpful. But I moved on immediately after I heard that advice to doing that encouragement to that other person to trust that I would put out that fire of comparison by moving in an action that was good, by offering encouragement and praise. But what ended up happening and what I've realized in the last few weeks, why it hasn't worked, is because I began to attach a subconscious expectation to their response, their response to my encouragement, their response to my praise. 
And that was an expectation that my encouragement would be well-received, that they would thank me for it, that they would honor me, that I had encouraged them, and that they would reciprocate that encouragement. Because at the core of jealousy and comparison really is the fact that we are coming from a place of not enough. And it was this subconscious expectation of their encouragement back at me that would be the reciprocation that would validate this need of mine to have enoughness. But when it didn't happen, I found myself in several relationships feeling hurt and deeply wounded and even crushed. And my discontentment as a result grew. My comparison was heightened. My struggle with jealousy became worse because not only was my enoughness not remedied by my interaction with them, but I became hurt all because of unmet expectations that were not even their fault. And that, my friend, is hard to admit. And so... You know, I had put more weight in that encouragement piece rather than the self-introspection piece. And when the hurt has come from that, I decided I have to do something. I have to return to trying to figure out what is going on and what I can do to set myself free from this prison of comparison. And so I was searching God's word. I went to God's word to find the solution. And I spent time in prayer and journaling, Lord, what is going on with me? What is wrong with me that I cannot kick this compare thing? It's just so, so hard. And it's not talked about and it's embarrassing. And you know, one of the reasons I decided to share this with you today, because this, I am risking being embarrassed by this topic. But I love what Brene Brown says about vulnerability. And that is when I consider the option of choosing vulnerability, it feels like I'm going to expose the fact that I'm weak and that I'm not enough. But if I recognize vulnerability in you, I call that brave and courageous. And so today I'm stepping out because I really think that you can relate to my struggle because I think it might be yours too. And so I went to God's word to find an answer. How can I work through this? How can I overcome this? And I came to Proverbs 1430 and it said, a tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. And I wanted to know what that verse meant because I figured there had to be more to it. And so I went to Young's Literal Translation, which is an amazing translation, and it translates the words literally from the original Hebrew words in Proverbs. And this is what Young's Literal said. A healed heart is life to the flesh, and rottenness to the bones is envy. And so I went to this website called qbible.com. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's an amazing website to see the original languages. But when I went to the original language and I started reading what it was all about, I discovered that this word heart, a healed heart, the word there in Hebrew is not the word that means physical heart. It's the word Lab, which I hope I said that right. It's L-E-B. I'm certainly not a Hebrew scholar, but it's the word lab and it means 
our heart, our feelings, our will, our intellect, the center of everything that we are, our inner man, our heart. When our heart is free of envy, when our heart is healed, it gives life, vitality. It's like a medicinal cure to our body, to our flesh. But envy decays, breaks down, rots our very bones. And I didn't want to be rotten inside. I didn't want to ache from this struggle anymore. And so I needed to get my feelings and my heart and my inner person healed. And I knew God was the only one who could do that. So I went back to that first piece, which is self-discovery and examination to go deep inside of what was really going on inside. Because the risk of not going there could mean such pain and crushing and decay for my own spirit and for your spirit too, if that's a place. And I didn't want to any longer be in this prison. And so uh, I prayed and I asked God for his perspective in helping me overcome. And I continued to ask for healing in this area through journaling my prayers to God and just uh, surrendering to whatever it was that he wanted to teach me. These are the concepts that I discovered as I went to his word. Number one, God is in control of all things. Colossians 1.17 says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. God is in complete control of my life, of your life, of every situation. There are no accidents with Him. The second thing, God chose me, and He chose you. Ephesians 1.4 says, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him, In love, verse 5, he predestined us for adoption as sons through Christ Jesus according to the purpose of his will. God chose you, friend, and he chose me. So first, he's in control of all things. There are no accidents with him. Second of all, he chose us to be his. We are already enough. Third, God has a plan for me, and he has a plan for you. And his plan for me is different than his plan for anyone else on this planet. He has things that he wants to teach me in this my right now place. And what happens to me is no accident. He has sent circumstances to my life, and what God is giving me is what he wants for me. There is no mistake. And what he is giving you today, he wants for you. And so when I'm comparing or being envious or jealous or becoming dissatisfied or escalating in my discontent, my issue is not or should not be with the people who have something that I want, nor should it be with their lack of response to the encouragement that I've offered them. My real issue is with God. Because at the core, it's an internal distrust in his plan for me, in his choice for me, and in his control of all things. I firmly believe today that God is more interested in the connection of my heart to him, no matter what it takes. He's more interested in the connection of your heart to him, no matter what it takes. God is more interested in the character of our hearts becoming more like him as we go through whatever it is we're facing. And he is working in me and in you for our ultimate good and for his ultimate glory. And so as a result of that, what the epiphany for me was and what has begun to heal my own heart personally from this struggle, not that I'm free of it, but 
in managing it, what has helped me is this realization, and it's just the goodness and graciousness of God when we go to his word and we seek him. He promises we're going to find him when we seek him with our whole heart. He promises to give us the desires of our heart. And my desire was coming to him and saying, this is yucky. I don't want to struggle with this. How can I help my heart heal? Like Proverbs 14 says, I want life. I want vitality. How can my heart be healed even in this? And I came to the truth that it's my job not to encourage the one I'm comparing myself to or to seek a validating response of affirmation or any enoughness from then. My job is to actively look for and see and acknowledge what God is giving, to receive what he's giving with joy and to give him thanks for it, not only for it, but what he will do in me through it. My job is is to stay in my lane, to lean in close to him and keep my eyes on him alone. Because if my eyes are on him, I'm not looking in the next lane and there is no issue of comparison that arises because I'm oblivious to what even is happening next to me. And I think no matter what that takes, you know, maybe it takes a fast from social media, maybe it takes a break from a certain friend or to walk away or take a break from a relationship that is a trigger, whatever it is, uh, we need to get serious and cut out the origin of this so that we can stay fixed on Jesus, stay fixed on God in our own lane and lean in close to him. And it has been in practicing this again and again that grows us to a place of being able to offer genuine love and encouragement to someone else. Because giving encouragement and praise to other people isn't wrong in and of itself. It's the motivation behind doing that that's the problem, doing it without any expectation of a response. We need to learn to live not for acceptance, but because we are already accepted. We need to not long for control, but we need to trust the one who is already in control. And the path of comparison and jealousy really is born from a not enough place. When we are in a not enough place, that is what sparks the fuel of comparison and jealousy and discontent. But when we shift to an already enough place, that really is where we are all because of Christ. We can go ahead and give genuine love and encouragement to others, encouragement that doesn't depend on any response from them, that is without expectations. And so I just want you to be encouraged today. If this is also a struggle for you, I really think that the solution to the hurt feelings of comparison and jealousy really is not other people changing their reactions toward us or manufacturing our encouragement of someone who is where we want to be. It's certainly not hustling more to try to keep up with them or trying hard to do more or be better or rise to their level of achieved greatness. The solution is accepting the truth that God knows exactly what you need, that he gives what is best for us in each moment, that he is in complete control, and the best news of all, he chose you to love. He chose me to love. He chose us from before the beginning of time. He wants us he wants what's best for us, what'll grow our character to become more like him, and how we can best be vessels to glorify him in the world. And so the next time you feel 
tempted to compare or to look up out of your lane you're swimming in over to someone else, I want you to remember in your mud, in the hard places, you're enough. God is in control. He chose you. He's giving what he wants for you. And our job is to look only to him, to lean into whatever it is he gives, to say, thank you, Lord. What can I learn from this? Teach me. Be my companion. Help me abide in you. Help me stay close to you. Uh, What do I say to my kids? You will never be rid of me. I'm stuck on you like a Band-Aid. Let's be stuck on God like a Band-Aid. And let's not ever leave his side. And let's beg him and ask him for his perspective. And I really think that's going to lead us to an already enough place that will free us up to love and offer encouragement and to walk alongside people with honesty and genuineness without any expectation. And so I, what a privilege to be able to you know, speak to this topic today. I am so very glad to join you each and every week. I'm super excited for next week um, as I work like crazy to edit and prepare and get ready to launch next Monday. I hope you'll meet me there. Let me just mention, if you are not subscribed to Mud Stories, I would love for you to go do that right now so that you don't miss one episode. Uh, I have some really fun things coming. I'm excited to announce them. And so go subscribe today. It's really easy. You can click through the artwork on the podcast app and I'll have a link to subscribe or you can go to the show notes and subscribe there. You can go to JackieWatkins.com forward slash iTunes and you can get there that way. Again, I am so thankful for you and just know you're not alone. You are so not alone. I don't want you to feel ashamed. I don't want you to feel desperate. I don't want you to feel alone. I just want you to know, you know what? This is a real struggle and you're not alone and we're going to make it together. So uh, I'm with you, friend. I am praying for you this week that God would meet you in an amazingly personal way. I will be back with you next Monday, God willing. And so meanwhile, whatever it is that you're facing today, no matter where you've been or what lies ahead, may you find a grateful song to sing. Have a beautiful day. Never in you ever feels a press upon my mind A pull of shame that leaves me a little bit blind I cannot see beyond the blame And I never will find a way out And then I feel you next to me You lift my head to see Your strong arm reaches to me Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out of my muddy hole. You wash me up with your sweet grace and you lead me to a safer place again. I never in you mother feels a press upon my That leaves me a little bit blind I cannot see beyond the blame And I never will find a way out And then I feel you next to me You lift my head to see Your strong arm reaches to me Your mercy floods my tired soul as you lift me out Money home.
song 